Welcome back, guys, to a special episode of Not Available for Comment. Today we're going to be talking about the newest installation in the Call of Duty franchise, Call of Duty Vanguard. We're here with a special guest, Chris Daly. Welcome to the show. We're happy to have you here today. Well, I'm glad to be here. Awesome. And Josh, of course. And today we're only going to be reviewing the multiplayer aspect of the game. So let's crack one open and have a chat. Alright, so our first topic today is going to be graphics. Guys, what are our thoughts on the graphics in this uh, new game? Uh, I have the original Xbox One, and to be honest, it's like, it's clean, it's smooth. Uh, here and there, it's like lagging. Um, after like bombs are dropped and stuff, and like, say the nukes come in, it kind of slows your game down a little bit. But besides that, it's uh, pretty solid and moves uh, smoothly. Yeah, uh, so I'm on the PS5. Um, Honestly, so far the game looks the game looks good. Uh, it has a lot of high requirements and high settings. Uh, so if you put it to those high settings, the game's gonna look great. It's just that you're not gonna be able to perform well because of packet burst, and the packet burst is because so much data is going into the input at once that makes the game lag out, like Chris said. So honestly, you have to lower the settings a bit if you really want to actually be able to play the game. That's the only downside. Other than that, the game looks really good. Alright, so our next topic today is going to be gameplay. We're going to start with the pace of play and the pace of the actual round. What are you guys' thoughts on that and how is it paced? Um, with the like different, you can do a couple of different pacings, which is um, size of the lobby, size of the map, the way people play, whether they sit back or kind of just push in with no regards to their life. Uh, personally, I like the, uh, the Blitz version because... I don't like sitting back and taking it slow. I like just getting right into the action. I, I agree, honestly. Um, Blitz, so there's there's four different ones, or there's three different ones, I should say. There's Tactical, uh, Assault, and then Blitz. Tactical is your normal 6v6. Um, assault is more of a middle ground, more of like an 8v8, 10v10 kind of feel. And then Blitz, depending on the size of the map, can go all the way up until, I'm pretty sure, 16v16, right? Yeah. So... With, with all that, I mean, normally, like, yeah, I would go with Blitz because if you're going for kill challenges and you're grinding for camos, I would I would go with the Blitz one because Blitz is an amazing, like, thing, like, amazing feature, I would say, for the game. You know, it there's not as many campers as there have been in the last two Call of Duties when you're on Blitz pacing. On other pacings, there are still campers, but um, when it comes to Blitz pacing, it, it's kind of known, or I would say, like, an unwritten rule. Yeah. That pe you're just going to go in and you're just going to go in guns blazing. It's kind of like, um, I mean, it's a good integration to the game because then, like, if you're new to the game, you can definitely take that slower play style and not have to get into lobbies with kids who have played the game for years on and years on. And it's like, it's just a good learning curve. All right, so uh, continuing on with gameplay, what about weapon handling? How does that play a big role? The weapons currently... Some of them feel clunky, and some of them feel not as clunky. The majority of the weapons, because it's a World War II game, um, I, they wanted to add some clunk in there. Like, I, I feel like I've played with the MP40 the most because I'm going for camo challenges on it. If you build it a certain way with the gunsmith, it's not going to feel as clunky. But if you build it, it, it like, if you build it with, like, a, a ton of attachments, it's going to feel very heavy and clunky. 
Um, they said they actually said that that was going to be a big part of the game this year was how depending on the amount of attachment that you have on your weapon how heavy the gun is going to feel uh, in your hands during the game yeah with the the base gun like a level one it's 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 near to uncontrollable but it's after you play a while it shows that like progression does matter in this game and it shows because you're able to put what up to 10 attachments yeah up to 10 attachments and once you get those guns to those 10 attachments they're as good as you can get them and then you just got to customize them yourself and it just shows more variety within the game in the past call of duties they've only had up to i think two three attachments and now they're going up to 10 but the base model guns were also a lot better in those previous call of duties so it's just showing more variety and how like different things change the guns and the weapons and again it's going back to new players versus already started out players who have had the game for a while it just shows a different level of skill, and it's uh, it's definitely different. And uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit before, but what about campers? Are you seeing a lot of that? I know the game hasn't been out for too long, but has it started already? Uh, so definitely, camping is definitely a big thing. It started out when they put in uh, DOS House, which is one of the best maps in the game. They put out DOS House 24-7, and you would just find uh, people camping in little corners and areas with shotguns just waiting for you to walk by, and then they would shoot you. It's not as bad as Modern Warfare or Cold War campers, how they were at how they were at launch, but it's still it's it's pretty bad so far. Uh, I I feel the cameras changed based on the map, based on the way that each game is flowing. Because so far with playing the game, not one game has had the same flow. They could be coming down one side of the map in one game and then coming down on one side in the other. They could be taking it slow, taking it fast. And the campers really vary. I've gone into numerous games where it's just been a couple of campers, mostly the kids that are new to the game that I would anticipate. But for the most part, I don't see many campers within the game. And it's uh, a smooth play style, so I enjoy the game. Alright, so we're, now we're going to be talking about game modes. Let's start with Champion Hill. It's new, it's big, people seem to like it. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I like Champion Hill. Personally, I played a couple of the duo rounds. It's kind of like um, kind of like a gunfight. It's more of um, a fast place and more tactical because you only have 12 lives. You can, you can certainly buy lives back, but it's not as worth it as you think. Yeah, uh, Champion Hill so far has probably been one of the bright spots of this game. It's kind of like in Cold War where they were trying to do Fireteam Dirty Bomb where you had to, like, you know, go play objectives more. This one, like you said, it's like Gunfight from Modern Warfare where um, you have certain lives and it's more fast-paced than I thought it would be, honestly. I thought that people would more stay back and try and conserve their lives, but people are just rushing in there. And it's honestly a lot of fun. And the tournament feel gives it, like, makes it a lot more competitive and people actually want to like survive and become the champion of champion hill all right so the next one is patrol or moving hardpoint um patrol is uh it's an objective-based game mode i personally like playing the objective-based game modes like patrol because then it brings people into a certain spot instead of having to sit in the sit around so with patrol it brings it moves around the map and as your team controls it while it moves it's kind of like a safeguard from black ops 3 type of um type of game mode but it's uh it's pretty solid and uh i do enjoy it i personally think patrol is the best core game mode or hardcore game mode that they have out right now it's better than uh tdm or team deathmatch it's better than domination and honestly it's better than hardpoint 
it's a moving hard point instead of the normal hard point, which is there's a certain area and you stay there and then 60 seconds later, you're going to the next one, which is on another part of the map. This one is constantly moving around the map. And so it creates a fun play style that people have when you have to go around the map actively and try and control this hard point. See, I disagree with you. I think domination is a better one because domination, it's consistent and you can learn the map. You can learn the way that people move in the flow of the game with um, with this new game mode. It, it moves around and then you can flop spawns. You can get spawn killed. You can spawn behind um, enemy lines. You can spawn literally inside of the other team, which has happened to me multiple times. And I personally feel Call of Duty doesn't need to fix that part of the game. So now we're going to be talking about a little bit more towards the map and the map design aspect of things. Let's start with the three lane maps. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Uh, the three lane maps has been a design since going all the way back to the first Call of Duty I played was uh, Black Ops 2. And the three lane map just shows one lane down the middle where most of the fights go down and then two subpars, which are on the left and the right side. And it's where most of the battles go down. Some maps, which are like Das House are a perfect explanation of three lanes. You got the middle part that's wide open, the right side which is wide open, and the left side where there's a little bit of cover, but it's still, again, wide open. Yeah, uh, three lane maps, you know, the three lane maps in this game, with snipers not being very good, um, you know, three lane maps are more competitive now, I think, instead of people just sitting back and sniping like... If you remember the middle lane on Shoot House for Modern oh. Warfare, how everybody would just mount with a sniper and just look down that area, and if you hit your shots, you would win that lane. But now, with snipers being not as good, it's a lot It's a lot more fun, but it's also a lot more chaotic. And I feel like that's this whole game so far has been chaotic fun. And I think that a lot of that is because of the three-lane map design. And they've actually done very well with the three-lane map design in this game versus other games uh, that have come out recently. So now, kind of building off of that, um, I know this game has maps of all different sizes, all the way from, you know, Das House to, what's their biggest map? Is, is, is Castle the biggest map? Yeah, maybe Castle. You know, so, do you guys like that wide range? Do you like the variety that they offer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say definitely. With Das House, Das House Blitz is the most chaos in the game currently, until Shipment comes out tomorrow. So that'll be crazy once that comes out imagine blitz on shipment but then blitz on castle kind of feels like a lot more it actually feels like a large scale battle when you're playing a blitz mode on castle because i'm pretty sure that's the only map where it's 16 v 16 yeah for blitz so uh the wide scale of maps it makes the game a lot better uh there's some maps that are like medium size which play like small size or maps like, Dome is one of those medium-slash-small-size maps, and they play good, but they're not, like... they. Call of Duty has implemented a ton of non-three-lane maps in this Call of Duty, such as Dome and a couple of other maps. Hotel Royale is yeah, a good Hotel one. Royale. Hotel Royale is a great one. So now, building off of that as well, um, what do you guys think your worst, like, your least favorite map would be? to all the way up to your best. And then you guys can go into that a little bit, like, oh, you think Das House is great on Blitz, or, you know, kind of build off of that as well yourselves. So, uh, currently, I think the best two maps in the game are Dome, Das House, and then an honorable mention is Hotel Royale for me. Uh, they're all kind of 
medium to smaller maps. However, with Hotel Royale, you can be on the roof and have that area of of the map be like the map is kind of split in half where it's like half is on the inside and then half is on like the outside roof area where you can like fight on the roof and then if the objective goes inside then you all go inside i just like how the map flows dome also great it's from world at war and then das house as well is also really good uh there's another map sub pens which is a three-layered map which is the first thing that they've ever implemented in a Call of Duty, it has the top layer, which is above the submarines, the mid layer, which is the rafters, and the top layer where the above the submarines and within the uh, control area of where the submarines would be. And I mean, that's a pretty cool implementation because I've never seen a map that has three different stories or levels. All right, now we're on to weapons and weapon customization. Let's start off with your favorite and least favorite guns. Favorite gun, definitely the Automaton. It's good, great overall with range, speed, time to kill. Probably one of the, if not the best gun in the game. I, I would have to agree. The, the Automaton is literally an SMG with... AR bullets. Mixed, yeah, with AR bullets. It's literally, you can fire at range, but it also has the firing speed of an SMG, and it has the power of an AR. It's it's the best gun in the game and when they implement warzone with the world war uh, two guns from vanguard it's going to be the best gun in warzone and it's going to be the meta and can we talk about i remember you guys had mentioned before about guns that were broken can you explain that a little bit more shotguns definitely shotguns with the incendiary rounds because you hit you hit you one hit one shot the incendiary rounds will eventually burn the the player down shot shotguns might not be one shot one kill um, at point blank range, but it'll be one shot. You'll die, and they'll still die somehow with the incendiary rounds in them. And then I'd like to add on to that the fact that you can go akimbo, or you could have two of them at the same time with the uh, the double barrel shotgun, like the Model 1880s from Modern Warfare 2. So those are going to be a problem once people unlock them. Agreed. All right, and you can put up to ten attachments on your guns. Is that correct? Uh, right. yeah, which it's is new because the, for the gunsmith. Uh, it's been in. It was introduced in Modern Warfare 2019. It was in Modern Warfare 2019, Cold War, Warzone, and now Vanguard. You could only put five attachments on it, but now it's ten, so you can kit out your gun even more and make the best possible version of your gun. But it does get heavier, though. It does. So get, it's got pros and cons. It ha- it, yeah, saying. it does have pros and cons. All right. And what about camos? Like, what about the base camos? You know, like talk to me about the camos the off the base challenges are pretty good. Like they're above average from the past Call of Duties, but they're starting to get repetitive with the mastery camos in the um in the sense of say modern cool. warfare 2019 DM, uh dark whatever uh, damascus. damascus it was damascus for and then dm warfare. ultra and now they're coming back to what looks like a black ops 3 green tiger camo I yeah mean. uh so basically this year the three completionist ones are gold Diamond, which looks like a cheese grater or a thumbtack. It does not look good at all. <laughs> the two basic ones. And then you have Atomic, which is basically a mix between DM Ultra, Dark Matter Ultra, and, and Damascus. Damascus. And you kind of just mix them together because it's, anim- it's animated, but at the same time, it has the Damascus feel. All right, so now it's time to go over the cons, the not-so-good things about this new game. So what about your kills not tracking? So this has happened to both of us, where we do the kill challenges for the camos. Some of them aren't tracking. And then on top of that, when they do track, then the 
kill challenges get reset. It happened to me. It happened to Chris. Happened to you more recently, though. Yeah, I had two gold guns within the first three days of playing the game. I had the STG and the Automaton, and both got reset down to base level. I got my entire account reset, and I'm not sure what happened to that or how it happened. And I've already started back up on the grind, so I have the auto, the uh, MP40 gold again, but it's just frustrating. Uh, same thing happened to me. I had my MP40... 10 kills away from gold 10 long shots away from gold and then the whole thing reset so but luckily i did get it back i just like chris i grinded it out once again over the weekend and now i got my mp40 gold again but it's just some but it's just things that have happened with this game so far that you know they're minor nuisances yeah i understand um how about the play of the game being buggy so play of the game is normally like a crazy play from the game you know Maybe like a quad feed or a kill chain or some something like that. But now it's literally It's just... mostly based off the most XP built up in the certain amount of time. And after sometimes people will get four kills in a row, but it'll show one and then it'll show some random part of the map. And then it'll be buggy and then it cuts out. And then you won't even get to the MVP stage. It'll just bring you right back to the home screen or right back to the lobby. Interesting. Um, now, can you talk to me about the packet burst in servers? Really just kind of go over that. I know, Josh, you yeah. can speak really well on that topic. Like I said before, packet burst is basically um, – how do I explain it? Packet burst is basically when there's an input oh, – there's uh, too much data going into an input at once or the Call of Duty servers. And this happened on Modern Warfare 2019 as well because uh, it was made with yeah. the same engine where there's too much data that goes into the input Therefore, it makes the game lag, and that's why you can't really have uh, your game at the highest settings, for me at least, on PS5, because then the packet burst becomes too much, and you can't really actually play the game because it becomes too laggy. And Operator Daniel, this is my last thing about it, but I've heard kind of just some funny things about it. Can you kind of go over that and what's happening? Uh, recently, I played a Champion Hill Duos game, and there was an Operator Daniel in the game, and it had froze my game. Multiple YouTubers have come out about it, saying about it. One of the most notable ones being Phase Jev. He was explaining how you get into games with Operator Daniel, and it'll freeze your game. Not to the point where it'll black screen or home screen you, which props to Call of Duty, but that hasn't happened to, any, to me. I don't think it's happened to Josh. It hasn't happened to any of us, really. Where it's black screen, like Modern Warfare 2019, it would black screen you or bring you back to the home screen. Yep. And that hasn't happened. But with Operator Daniel, it freezes your game, but not to the point where you can't leave the game. It just freezes everybody within the game, and it stops you dead on your tracks right where you were last. Well, you know, like I said, these are minor things. I'm sure they'll be fixed within the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. But I'm glad you guys have been enjoying the game so far. Well, thank you guys for joining me today and thanks chris for joining me and josh for our episode of not available for comment it was great to talk about this new game we hope to hear more as it comes out and i really appreciate you guys giving your opinions and feedback on it so thank you and we'll see you next time